Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Francis from the Buds and Sports Podcast, and y'all already know what this is, man. Week one of the weekly waiver wire report. And what a week one it was. I'm sure there's a lot of managers out there kind of, you know, feeling a little uneasy about some players. Um, You're going to be looking to the wire uh, today. I believe most transactions across all leagues go go through tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, I'm going to go through each position, talk about, you know, possible pickups, probably best available options on waiver wire on the waiver wire and, uh, you know, guys that have potential in certain situations. So starting with the QBs. Um off off the top i like marcus Mariota. he's currently at about three four percent rostered across all leagues so he's there and most wires he's there um and he's a dual threat guy you know and that's great for for fantasy football the only downside i see with marcus Mariota, of you know where you might run into some problems with him is uh just the strength of schedule as far as defenses go um you know at quick glance he has to play the bucks the niners the Bengals, the chargers uh the bears the rams um i think i said the browns already if i didn't the browns all, all those teams they have you know really solid defenses so he could run into some problems but He's not scared to run the ball. I believe he had 12 carries this last game. Um, had a rushing touchdown. Did not throw for any touchdowns. So he actually had a total of one touchdown, but still was able to put up uh, 19 points. And that's largely due to his legs. Uh, he's not scared to use them. You know, and that's great. That's great for fantasy football. So if you're looking for a dual threat quarterback, somebody who's going to be competing this season, um, and doing everything he can to win games. Marcus Mariota, I think, is a great pickup. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a popular pickup with people that uh, need need depth in the quarterback position. Um, I don't want to say his name, but I guess <laughs> Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, if he's going to give you stat lines kind of similar to Jameis Winston, where he's throwing four touchdowns but two interceptions. Um, you can take a chance on Wentz. Uh, you know, Washington does have some, uh, skilled players on the offensive side. They have Gibson, they have McLaurin, even Curtis Samuel is kind of a dual type player, you know, getting rushing attempts and also catching balls. Um, and the strength of schedule is pretty favoring for the most part for, for Carson Wentz. So I would say if, um, those those basically would be the top two names. Um, trying to make a case for any of these other guys, you know, Tannehill, Mac Jones, Geno, uh, Trubisky, be kind of reaching. Uh, but I do think Wentz and Mariota probably have the highest ceiling out of out of most quarterbacks that are left on the wire. If you guys want to take a chance on them. Uh, moving on to running backs. Um, 
Well, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, if you're a Niner fan, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of been the theme over the last few years, uh, injuries all through the season. Uh, so Elijah Mitchell gone for, I believe, at least two months. Jeff Wilson Jr. is the clear starter now. Um, he's currently about 3 to 4% rostered, so he's available if you look on your waiver wire. So Jeff Wilson, he's going to get the starting reps. I don't know how much they're going to split between him and Debo because I'm sure Debo is going to have a heavier uh, workload coming out of the backfield. Um, it also just depends who how how Mason and and Davis Price perform behind Wilson Jr. You know, if if they're not there and it's just Wilson producing, then Debo's going to have to step in and kind of kind of take that role, be a starting running back slash wide receiver. Um but for the most part Jeff Wilson, he's going to be he's going to be RB1 and he should get most of the touches inside the red zone and goal line since he's proven that he can get into the end zone pretty efficiently. Uh, so look to get him. Um, let's see. Rex Burkhead. Um, surprisingly, very heavily involved in this offense. Um, he had 14 carries and he was targeted eight times in the passing game. Um, so Rex Burkhead is actually available in most leagues with only a 17% um, being rostered at 17%. Sorry. Um, yeah, not, you know, not the flashiest name, but if he's going to see similar numbers to week one uh, moving forward, uh, Rex Burkhead is a is a good flex play, uh, especially if he's getting both you know the carries and and the targets in the air. Um, I believe those are definitely my two favorite in the running back position. Um, this week, I'm just double checking my list. Yeah, I think I think those two names are probably the most worthy of being mentioned. Um, not really sure how things are gonna kind of pan out with the Bills. Um, Zach, it seems like they want Zach Moss to kind of be the guy, or they brought him in to be that person, but he hasn't been able to. I think Singletary has been a lot more efficient lately, but they're still they're still, you know putting Zach Moss into the rotation he did get targeted six times um in the air and he caught all six targets so that's six points right off the bat even though he wasn't that efficient with his carries only you know 15 yards off six carries but moving forward I could see Zach Moss kind of sniping some touchdowns at the goal line um so if you wanted, you know, to take a chance on him, he's less than 1% owned in across all leagues. <laughs> so he's definitely going to be there. So yeah, Burkhead, Wilson Jr., Zach Moss. Uh those would be the three names I talk about in this episode for running backs. Those those would be my picks for the week. 
Um, moving on to the wide receivers. I sense really good potential from this guy uh, just because he's healthy. He does kind of have an injury history, but the way they utilize him is perfect for fantasy football. He's a perfect flex play. He's You put him in the category with the Debo's, Amon St. Brown's, um, who else? Those receivers that are kind of being born into the league right now physical receivers that can also play as running backs or you know get the ball out in the backfield um curtis samuel on washington curtis samuel i feel like is going to be a little more heavily involved in this offense this year um more than people probably would have expected um and he is a talented guy. He is a talented guy. He's fast, pretty physical. He put up 18 points for week one. Um, had 11 targets, was the most targeted receiver, even ahead of Terry McLaurin. And um, Logan Thomas is not a receiver, but, you know, he's also uh, pretty heavily involved in the passing game for Washington, has been for a couple years. Um but Curtis Samuel led the team in targets with 11 and he had four rushing attempts. So anytime you get a guy on that, on the offensive side of the ball, that's filling out the stat sheet, both rushing and in the air. Um, and they're doing it consistently. They're getting their opportunities consistently. Uh, so it's just week one We're, we got to see how consistent Curtis Samuel is going to be involved in this offense. But, um, as long as he's getting both, um, he, he has potential for a very high ceiling. You know, he, he can definitely have a game where he's catching touchdowns and also rushing for a touchdown. Um, so look, look to Curtis Samuel. I'm sure he's going to be very popular, uh, as far as bidding goes. Um, but he's currently only 8% owned, so he's definitely on the wire. Um, a lot of people are going to be looking for him. Um, McCole Hardman, um, who I actually drafted deep, you know, late, late in my draft, my own draft, but I ended up dropping. Uh, scored a touchdown for the Chiefs. Chiefs are going to score a lot of touchdowns this, this season. You know, let's not overthink it. The Chiefs are... They're going to do what they do. They're going to light up the scoreboard. And yeah, McCole Hardman might not be a number one. But I think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored. And ball's going to be distributed, you know, pretty well through the, through the room. Um, Juju did get most of the targets. Kelsey too. But everyone kind of had their opportunities to make plays. So I think McCole Hardman, if you're lacking very... You know, if you're hurting very bad in that position, um, you could definitely pick him up. Um, also, might be somewhat of a gamble, um, especially with his injury history. But Sterling Shepard is pretty efficient. 
Um, he did not get the targets, the volume that you would feel comfortable with. He only got targeted four times. Out of the four times, he caught two of them. But he had a total of 71 yards and a touchdown. That put him at 15 points. Um, I think moving forward, his vol- you know, I don't, I don't expect the volume to stay at four. I think Sterling Shepard is still clearly uh, the number one receiver for the New York Giants. Um, so I, I do believe that that target floor will go up to around six to eight. Um, and and he's he's a, he's a talented receiver when he's actually playing. Uh, he does have trouble staying on the field, but as long as he's healthy, he's a solid play. He's a solid flex play if you're lacking. Again, if you're lacking at the wide receiver position, um, you can definitely take a chance on um, Sterling Shepard. Um, if we're just going to keep the theme of three names, but I, you know, just to throw it out there without talking about it too much. No, I I don't want to talk about him. Duvernay is is interesting. Duvernay is an interesting pickup. Definitely a boomer bust type, type of play. But I think with that Ravens wide receiver room kind of lacking a true number one Duvernay might see most more opportunities especially he caught all of his targets he was four for four for uh 54 yards and two touchdowns put up 21 fantasy points for week one um if he's gonna you know I don't see why they wouldn't call his number more if he's gonna be that efficient um he will get his opportunities so Duvernay could be a possible flex play uh, they do play the Dolphins next. Dolphins have a pretty solid defense, uh, but they are at home. So, you know, you could take your chance on uh, on Duvernay. Um, we're going to move on to tight ends. Tight ends. I, I like Taysom Hill, to be honest. Um... Let me see what's his ownership at. Sorry. Yeah, currently three to four percent owned. Now, they did announce that Taysom Hill was going to be moved to tight end, um, but I think that's just his title, just to have a title uh, for the position that he plays. But he is very much still Taysom Hill. They they use him. In gadget plays, he's using his legs. Uh, he's catching balls. Um, I would not be surprised if he had a couple of moments where he's throwing a touchdown. Um, he's just a does everything. He plays football, and um, for fantasy football, that's great. That's actually great. Um, so I do think Taysom Hill is a very solid flex play, uh, especially on certain matchups. Um, he's a very talented physical guy. And, uh, you know, throughout the years, he's been able to to produce. Um, so he's available. Um I do think he might be pretty popular as far as how, how many people are, are going to go after him. 
Um, but hey, as long as he's gonna be a part of the offense in the way that he that he has been, it's potential to score touchdowns in almost every way. Catching it, throwing it, running it. So why not? Why not take a chance on Taysom Hill? Uh, another guy I want to talk about is Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, um, throughout the throughout the you know seasons, has been pretty solid for Washington. He's a he's a tall guy, kind of a big target. Um, and Carson Wentz is, uh, I mean, at least from what Week One shows, Carson Wentz does not have a problem throwing to him through to him six times um so i do think you know logan thomas does have a few touchdowns ahead of him uh he does play detroit this coming week so i kind of sense somewhat of a shootout i think i think detroit is kind of set up to have a lot of shootouts this year um and i think washington has just enough talent on the offensive side of the ball um to kind of give lions a game uh lions are still kind of building themselves and yeah they, they did kind of add to the defensive side of the ball and and they are progressing they are getting better but they're not quite there yet so you're gonna have a lot of competitive games when it comes to the lions i do see this being somewhat of a shootout um a lot of touchdowns a lot of red zone uh, appearances so I think Logan Thomas gets a pretty good opportunity to score a touchdown this week. Um, Hayden Hurst, clear starter for the Bengals, uh, got targeted eight times by Jane, uh, Joe Burrow. Put up nine points, no touchdowns. Um, I say if you know if you get a player that can get you around ten points or higher um, without scoring a touchdown. Uh, you can feel pretty safe about that. Um, so Hayden Hurst, I do think, you know, he does have some touchdowns ahead of him. He's a talented receiver, talented route runner, and a physical guy. Um, so the eight targets is promising. You know, it, it means that he, he is going to be pretty involved in this offense. So uh, look for Hayden Hurst. He plays a Dallas Cowboy team that's somewhat inflated right now. Or, I'm sorry, deflated is the word. Deflated. Um, they did not have a strong showing week one. Their starting quarterback is out. Defense is really all they have. But, you know, the defense can only stay motivated as long as their offense is putting up points. Um, gets pretty frustrating if they're constantly making plays, but the offense isn't. And you tire defense out by going three and out all the time. So... There's potential. There's potential. Uh, the next, the next two games actually for Hayden Hurst is the Cowboys and the Jets. So I think that's a solid pickup if uh, you're kind of lacking at the tight end position. Um, Tyler Conklin on the Jets. He got targeted seven times. Actually scored a touchdown. Uh, got 11 points. But you know, you take that touchdown away. He's around five. Is it the best? pickup probably not but i think tyler conklin is probably the clear starter for the jets and well the jets they're just gonna <laughs> they're gonna need help everywhere um they're gonna look for anyone to make a play um 
I do think they are going to struggle to struggle to compete, but only if you're really lacking in depth at the tight end position. I'd, I'd recommend Tyler Conklin. I definitely prefer the three names I, I talked about earlier, Logan Thomas, Taysom Hill, uh, and Hayden Hurst. I think you can you can feel pretty good about those guys. Sorry, screen went black for a second. Um, so that pretty much wraps it for the tight ends. Quickly uh, looking through the defense, I like I like the Rams defense against the Falcons. They're over thirty percent rostered, so they might be available in your league. Um, I like the Steelers against New England. New England's looking a little rough on the offensive side of the ball. It looks like Mac Jones is going to have somewhat of a sophomore slump. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Losing TJ Watt for the Steelers uh, defense does kind of put that defense ceiling lower. But just strictly matchup-wise, I do like the matchups that the Steelers have on their schedule. Uh, so the Steelers defense currently sitting at 61%. So most likely on most leagues might not be available, but still in a lot of a lot of leagues, they're there. Um, let's see who else who else has a pretty good matchup. Um, I like those two. Jets defense against the Browns strictly because, you know, they're playing with the backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, who's not terrible. But Browns are also kind of struggling to find their rhythm on offense. They're going to rely heavily on Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. If if the Jets are able to stop that, then Browns really can't do much. Um, and on the flip side, you could go Patriots. Bill Belichick. Um, always, you know, puts out a solid defense, um, Steelers with Mitch Trubisky don't, don't really quite know what's going on there. Uh, Najee Harris injured. Um, so I, th I, th I really do feel like this Patriot Steeler game might be somewhat of a low scoring, um, affair, but. You can take your chance with them. They're only currently at 21% rostered. So Rams, Patriots, Steelers, uh, Jets. Those would be my top picks um, of this week. And kickers. I'm going to pick one kicker. And I'm going to go with Suckup from the Bucks. 25% uh, rostered, so he's going to be available in most leagues. Um, Tampa has a good offense. So even if they don't quite get it all the way into the end zone, I do feel like they always have a high chance to at least get the ball down the field and get into field goal range. So I think Suckup is is in line to kick a lot of field goals this, this year. He just has to nail them. I know that's asking a lot for kickers today, but... He's going to get his opportunities, especially on this offense. Um, they do, they're at Saints um, this this coming week inside the Dome. So great condition for kicking. And it's a division game. Uh, usually the division games in this 
division outside of you know playing against Carolina they're exciting games they're usually pretty high scoring games um so I think Suckup is going to get his opportunities and that pretty much wraps it for all positions this week um let me know uh in the comments who who you think your sleeper pick is who who you're going after this week in the waiver wire um there are going to be a lot of drops this week i think some managers are going to panic early uh look look for drops from you know cam Akers, uh robert woods cole Komet, um Devonte smith um you know if if these are guys that you can see having a bigger role later in the season or just kind of having on your bench as security just for you know injuries happen in this league so yes daryl henderson jr might be the starter right now um but if he goes down cam Akers is clearly next in line how efficient cam Akers can be or will be after his injury uh that's still we still got to see that but until he gets that opportunity, he we might not see a lot of cam makers. Um, so you can have him as insurance, though. You know, running backs go down a lot. Um, but yeah, let me know uh, what your guys' recommendations are, who you like, who you're eyeing. Um, and that's it for the week one weekly waiver wire. Bleh. <laughs> let me try that again. And that's it for the weekly waiver wire report this has been week one join me again next week i'm gonna do this every single week till the end um and yeah hopefully hopefully you can take some information from these episodes and and get you in position to win your leagues but this has been francis from the buzz and sports podcast wrapping this thing up join me next week for week two peace